welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. With a fresh, new haircut. There he is. Yeah, How are you audio yeah. listeners? Um, Mark has less hair. Um, I don't have different hair. I've got the same hair. Well, you could you could say that you got new hair. Nobody would question it. Like that could be not your hair. You could have found that on the side of the road. You're saying that my hair looks like it was on the side of the road. No, but you're just that good at maintaining it. It's freshly washed hair, actually, so it is kind of new. In its own special little way. Yeah. You know who else is new in in their own special kind of way? Jeff Hardy. There you go. Jeff Hardy. Now all fucking elite. He is, finally. He debuted tonight on Dynamite, came out to help his brother, Matt Hardy. And we are reuniting the Hardy boys. And potentially setting up a feud against Darby and Sting. Um, they've been teasing this for a while, and uh, Jeff is finally all EU Lee. Um, th- this show is actually fucking huge. It's a wild show. What the fuck happened? We had Jeff Hardy back. We have uh, uh, the no new TNT champion. We have the. Uh, a new faction, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society Club, whatever. I hate that. Um, which is Jericho 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Uh, we have totally kicked out of the Pinnacle. Um, we have Thunder Rosa announced to be fighting Britt Baker in a steel cage next week. Um. I, there there was more stuff. I mean, Adam Cole and Hangman. Um, Wardlow's out of the pinnacle. Um, Regal with Mox and Danielson. Um, the AHFO officially split up. Swerve will be fighting Tony Nice. Um, that seems to be about it. Big show, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Tony Khan um, said, I'm sorry about February. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of wild because Tony doesn't really meddle with tag teams and factions very often. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really means something when a faction or a group gets broken up. It was like it, it's sort of like you know in Parks and Rec where like April's like I didn't realize that like what the thirty first of March exists or something like that. She like scheduled all the meetings for it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of how I feel. This is like I just like I I just do this all in one day actually <laughs> once a year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, bonkers day. Um. Enjoyed a lot of it. I wasn't really excited for um, 
AW tonight, honestly. You weren't really looking forward to it. No. Oh wow. I was just kinda let down by Revolution, so like I wasn't really thrilled you about going. Down there. from Revolution? Yeah, I just Oh my god, wow. Um also <laughs> there is a single gray a small gray square on the layout. <laughs> right below you. You can't see it because again it's on the layout. Um but it was from when I had to um, put a little gray square because it was for Terminus too. Because for Liza Hall's picture, you could see her nipple. So I had to cover that up. Or it was it might it might have just been like the the you know, the outline the outline of it, but I didn't want to, I want to be safe with that. That's fair. Oh my god. That's... That's for her. Yep. Alright, uh, you want to talk about the news? Yes, let's talk about the news. Um, let me pull that up on Twitter. I feel like there hasn't been much news since Thursday. Um... You know what the news is? The news is that I feel like I'm getting like a sinus headache. Cool. Oh, that's, that's fun. fun. The cat's in here. The cat is just sitting under the desk in front of me right now. Nice. Very nice. Mother daughter bonding time. I love you so much. Little baby. Um. So, what do you want to hear about first? Uh, there's some WWE news, there's some New Japan news, there's some Impact news, there's some, uh... Just give whatever. Uh, just giving you the option? Be nice about I trust it. your, I trust your decision making. Alright, so we'll start with the sad news and we'll go into like some better news after that. Um, unfortunately, Kurt Angle, uh, revealed that his brother, Eric Angle, apparently was diagnosed with cancer in his left kidney, um, and that he needs a kidney donor, um, like ASAP. Uh, apparently, unfortunately, Kurt is not a match, so they are working very hard to find a donor, um, and they're trying to get people to register to be a donor in order to find that donor. Um. So hopefully, you know, with all the luck in the world, they will find somebody very soon. Um, because that sucks. Yeah. Um, so best wishes to him and his brother in their search for a matching kidney. Um, I really hope that it goes well. And you would, you know, have the best wishes, I think, in this case, because you've got a good platform. Um, yeah, there's got to be somebody out there who... Yeah, you would do this. It always like I don't know, maybe like my assumption that like a lot of people are donors misleads me because I, I assume that a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. Um But it always kind of surprises me when people are like, oh no, like I can't find a match for this person. It's like I guess because blood types run in a family, so maybe if you got like a different blood type. Yeah. I don't know. Like I have, like, I have a different blood type than the rest of my family. Do you? Yeah. I don't know my blood type. 
You should. Yeah. You're you're C. <laughs> I think no, I think I'm the universal donor. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mostly because I was really nervous for a very long time because I was the universal donor that I wasn't like going to have a say in it. And people would just take it? Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Well, now you're giving people ideas. Please don't take my blood. I don't think it's the blood they want to take. It's everything else. Kidding goes for a um, lot of money on the black market. I will know if you take one of my organs. It used to be one of my illogical fears, like, I think, like, high school, of just, like, waking up in an ice bath with, like, because that's, like, something that, would, that happened to some people was, like, they were knocked out and they woke up in an ice bath with, like, stitches on their back or on like their their hips or something because they had organs taken out i don't think that was happening in our region of no not in our region but the internet existed oh i guess that's true oh a funky little fear yeah um all right uh on to some i don't know happier news i guess i know um a settlement conference was announced for the um, XFL commissioner versus Vince McMahon lawsuit. Um, it is set to go to trial July 11th. What, what commissioner? Um, Oliver Luck, the former XFL commissioner. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bless you. I saw it was just one. That's disappointing. That's weird. Um... Yeah, maybe I am getting a sinus headache. Not having a good three sneeze. Um, yeah, so that's finally going to uh, trial, which it's been a pretty long fucking time. Um, we filed the lawsuit in April 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess it was halted because of COVID. Yeah, I assume that they weren't doing non-imperative stuff. Mm -hmm. Actually, who am I to say? Because Alberto Del Rio is also fucking... I haven't gone to trial yet. So. You want to know something interesting? This is, kind of, this is like a middle ground between news and, and, and dynamite. AJ Francis just tweeted, William Regal once taught a class at the PC for an hour on literally nothing but how to make a proper pin. being a dick or is he being nice he's being nice because he said genius right. gotcha um i hope that regal gets to have like a hand in like i'm sure stuff. i'm sure he will i i'd be surprised if tony khan didn't give him a hand in ring of honor yeah that would make sense yeah um okay let's stick with the wwe news um our next piece of news, if it ever loads, is that Nikki Bella confirmed that she will be at WrestleMania 38 for sure. 
Um, in what capacity? Nobody fucking knows, but she will be there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are saying that it's, I, I think she mentioned in the context that she was going to be there for the Hall of Fame. But there are rumors that she's going to be there for actual WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Oh, okay. That's good. Um, which I the Hall of Fame makes sense. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, we'll move on to some post WWE people. Uh, specifically, Julian Dane is making his debut for New Japan. He is going to be at the New Japan Strong Show. Um. Uh, Strong Style evolved um, on March 20th, which I feel like we were talking about this when it first came out, and I was like, fuck, March 20th is a long time away. Like, that's going to be, like, a while to wait. Yeah. Um, Right now, that card is fucking loaded. It's got Jay White versus who fucking knows. Um, Tom Lawler versus Clark Connors. Jay Lethal versus Red Narita. Swerve versus Blake Christian. Bobby Matthews versus Yuya Yumira. I was doing so well. Yuya Yumira. Umira. Yeah, Umira. Ooh, Umira. Umira? That, that's how I pronounce it. Um, God, this listen, is I only just realized that I was only just realized I was mispronouncing Ryohe Oiwa. That's how they're pronouncing it now. Hmm. I didn't realize that was Oiwa. You know, there was an E in there. Or like a, an E sound. Oiwa? Oiwa, yeah. More syllables than I thought. Um, Mascara Dorado versus TJP, Rocky Romero and Yuta versus J.R. Kratos and Black Tiger. Chris Robinson and David Finley are once again taking on Jonah, but this time with Shane Hayes to decide. Lee Kingston and Fred Rosser are fighting Fred Yehai and Daniel Garcia. Josh Alexander is fighting Carl Fredericks. Damo, uh, Killian Dane versus John Schuyler. Hikaleo versus Andy Brown and Kevin Knight versus the DKC. There's a lot of fucking shit happening in one night. Oh my god. That's a big card. That is a very big card. Also, Marion says it's pronounced Yuimura. 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 Yuya. I need, I need that, like, tacked to the back of my head somewhere. Just say Yuya. Um, Yuya. 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 That's easy enough. Um... Yeah, so that's, uh, I, I guess, like, if you fucking go to that show, be prepared to, like, be sitting and watching wrestling for a solid, like, five hours. Like yeah. that. It'd be as long as Revolution. I can't complain. I would definitely sit through that show, but... Mm-hmm. Um, then, on top of that, Bray Wyatt has announced his first post-WWE appearance, which Mark said is kind of, like, up in the air, sort of. Um... He is going to be at the Showcase of Legends 7 convention in where else but Albany fucking New York. The only reason I say it's up in the air is because a bunch of people have already backed out of that show and, and shows like that in that area uh, typically have a lot of big names back out. So it could be possible that uh, Bray Wyatt backs out. In that area? Like that promotion. Um, so far, it looks like the people that were announced for it are, um, it looks like Dustin Rhodes is going to be there. 
hmm. or is announced to be there. As well as Britt Baker, um, Pat Cardona, and Brian Myers. Kishi. Um, it is $100 to get an autograph. Wow. And $110 to get a photo op, and the only photo op is from 10 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Jesus Christ. Um, okay, so some impact news, because that's the only other news that we have, because AEW kind of stole all my AEW news, um, is that we've got a WWE star working backstage. Christina, or Christy Hemi, um, is now working backstage. Uh, oh, I, I've got some AEW news. We can go into that last one. Okay. Um, she's apparently working backstage, working with branding and production. Um, Addison Rain is apparently also working with her. So, with Gail Kim being in the mix, kind of like taking what was once a bunch of men and kind of inserting some women in there. Um, also with Impact, we have found out that apparently Eddie Edwards has resigned, funny enough. It's very ironic, given what's going on right now on Impact. Um, also, apparently Josh Alexander finally said um, that the visa issues that he discussed were completely legit. Those were not a work. Okay. Um, the Impact contract expiring was technically a work, um, in the sense that like, I think it was going to be resigned. Um, but apparently, like he, I, he, I think he wanted to make it clear because he did have to cancel two shows for it. It had real world ramifications. Yeah, um, yeah. I and I feel bad that he has to like kind of clarify that. Mm-hmm. But, um, and the last piece of impact news that I have is that they announced a match for Rebellion, um, which is going to be Trey Miguel defending his X Division Championship in a three way match. Which I wonder if that's going to be. I don't know, like maybe Ace and Speedball or something like that. Mm-hmm. Could be. <laughs> well, they're a team. I feel like maybe there's enough time for them to like kind of fall apart. Or Fulton and Ace. Fulton, Fulton and Speedball. Fulton's getting pissed off at Speedball lately. Or Scott Demore versus Josh. Scott Demore versus Carrie Silken. Or Carrie Silken versus Tony Khan, winner gets Ring of Honor. I think winner already got Ring of Honor. Vince McMahon added, adds himself to be a triple threat. It's already a triple threat. You've already, you've excluded the man that started the match. Trey Miguel is replaced by Vince McMahon. Winner gets Ring of Honor. X Division belt no longer on the line. Sure, sure. Why not? Um. All right. So, my little piece of AEW news before we uh before we start with the recap is Miro signed an extension on his AEW contract. The seats uh, and catering must be real nice. All right. Um. I wasn't he injured for a little bit. Um, he was, but he's fine now. Yeah, I'm trying to see because it's behind a, it's behind a 
paywall. Oh, the contract is until the start of 2026. Oh, they really like Miro. Um, yeah, that is that is a long, long extension. Yeah. But you know what? Very good for him. Very good for him. And he's somebody that I very much look forward to coming back. I miss him. Um, all right, so let's start the recap. Matches and promos. We started off noticed, kept the sign up. <laughs> I was wondering when you'd do it. Uh, so Chris Jericho comes out and he says, This Sunday was one of the greatest nights of my career. Even though I lost to Eddie, it was one of the best matches of my career in an AEW period. I want to thank Eddie for that. He awakened something in me. He brought something out in Chris Jericho. When it came down to it, after he beat the big one, I didn't live up to my word. I refused to shake his hand. I was frustrated. I need to make it up to him because he beat me. He deserves my respect. Eddie, if you're back there, I want to apologize face-to-face -face so I can shake your hand. Eddie comes out and he says, Look, Chris, we're going to get real deep. The Friday night before Revolution, the biggest match of my career, I didn't want to show up. I wanted to go, go out and drink. I wanted the poison. And by this point, there were there was a dude what chanting Eddie. And Eddie yells at him and he says, "Can you give us some res can you give me some respect right now? I'm pouring my heart out." The crowd starts chanting Eddie, uh getting behind him, basically saying, "Fuck that guy." Uh and he says, "You got in my mind when I had four separate people come up to me at FanFest to say they didn't end themselves because of me." You think I couldn't? I wouldn't come to the pay-per-view for them. I did it for them, not you. All I can say is, for those people at FanFest, I hope I did you proud. That, that handshake wasn't for me. I needed to win that match. That shake was for you. I showed you respect by dragging out the man I looked up to. That's who I respected. No matter what anyone says, you proved me wrong, and everybody else, and everybody else wrong, because you are still the man. You're still the best. Uh, but is that enough to fill that hole in your chest? Jericho says, everything you said was right. And I've been obsessing over this for nights. Uh, Eddie, I, I respect you. You have my undying respect. I thank you for giving me one of the best matches of my career. Shake my hand. Eddie shakes his hand. But then 2.0 and Daniel Garcia come out. And they attack Eddie and Chris. Santana and Ortiz run out and help. But then Jericho turns on Santana and Ortiz, uh, and Hager runs out, screaming, gets in Jericho's face, and quickly turns to his side, attacks Santana and Ortiz, making him the easiest man to ever make a heel turn in the history of wrestling. Um, <laughs> Jericho, well, Hager, Hager, Jake Hager. He gets on the apron where Eddie Kingston is. And he, and he hoists him up as it, uh, after a table was set at, the bot, uh, at ringside. He hoists Eddie up. And he's struggling. For some reason, Jake Hager, this massive dude, is struggling to lift Eddie Kingston. To the point where 2.0 has to help him up. Has to hold up 
uh, Eddie. Daniel Garcia is behind Hager, holding Eddie's legs. And Hager gives Eddie a, a nasty powerbomb that looked like land, Eddie landed right on like, his neck. Looked bad, looked very, very bad. Uh, and then Jericho says, this is the Jericho Appreciation Society. We live in a society. Uh, horrible name. Uh, then we get a CM Punk and MJF video package uh, after their match at Revolution. And then we get Dante Martin versus Hangman Page. Um, enough. So I'm finally watching that powerbomb. Uh-huh. Um, it looked like Eddie kind of knew what was about to happen, too. Because he instinctively, like, goes like this as he's falling. So, hopefully, Buck Samson didn't have too busy of a night tonight. Yeah, I'm sure Eddie could feel that uh, Hager was struggling. That's so weird. Hager's like... Ah, that's just... That's not good. Um, anyways, so... This was a pretty quick match. I didn't really like this match at all. Um, that was Hager. Fine. Hager. Hangman. Hanger. Bro wrote him as Hanger in my notes, and for some reason my brain was still on Jake Hanger. Yeah. Um, Hangman sends Dante ringside with a good old lariat. Um, Dante gets off a slightly shitty missile dropkick. Hangman off the top buckle. Um, and just shitty, because like, I think it was a glancing blow off the side of his face, which didn't look very nice. Um, Dante ends up sliding into Hangman with this basement dropkick, um, who avoids it. Hangman goes for the moonsault off the apron onto Dante, but Dante avoids that. Dante then goes off the ropes, but lands on his feet. Um, like, kind of like backflips off the ropes. Eventually, Hangman hits the buckshot lariat in order to retain in what was a very easy defense. Yeah, yeah. But it's... I kind of like this because it's like... They're... they're it mean it has the rankings mean something. Dante was was the number one ranked, right? Uh, he was number two ranked. Number one was Wardlow. Um, he's a number two ranked, so if he's gonna be given a match, um, but not everyone who gets up in the rankings is not gonna be trouble for Hangman. Like just like it's it's one of those things where it's like not every match should be a classic. You know, it's it's what bothers me. What bothers me about uh, the New Japan Cup? All these matches that should be squashes are like fifteen to twenty minutes. Like Yo and Tanahashi. I just was hoping that like I don't know. I I feel like in wrestling like. Every feud usually means something. When the feud doesn't mean anything, it kind of like makes me think less of the competitor. But it wasn't a feud; it was just a match. Right, whatever. Like when everybody's got a feud, as far as like the title belt is concerned, and then all of a sudden, like this one guy just fucking doesn't. Because like, who fucking cares? Well, I mean, I think it did mean something because it means Dante Martin worked his way up there, and it means something in like the kayfabe sense of he reached, he went high up in the rankings. Got number two, and had a shot. 
I just thought that I, I, I didn't like it. I, that's all. Okay. All right. So after that, uh, oh wait, did you did you go over it yet? Okay. Match, yeah. Okay. Uh, so Hangman, uh, Tony Schiavone gets in the ring, and he gives an interview to Hangman. Hangman says, "Dante, get your ass back in here. Last year, you got put in a tough position. You entered singles competition. You made it all the way to the AEW World Championship, and this is this is what that match meant, right here." You made it all the way to the AEW World Championship. I know Darius is back, but you were one of the fastest, hardest-hitting guys I've met. Um, and then Adam Cole comes out. And he says, look at you, Hangman. On top of the world, I proved you're not untouchable. We went to war. I took you to your limit, and you gave me everything you had. But you got a fluke victory. Anybody can get lucky once. Next time, you won't get lucky again. Let's put that to the test. Next week, I'm challenging you to a six-man tag team match. Pick any two partners you want. I have two in mind for me. Two guys you know well. Uh, who are my friends, not yours. I'm going to make your life a living hell because your days as AEW World Champ are numbered. I will not stop until I get what I want. I will not stop until I get what I deserve. I will not stop until I hear the words and new AEW World Champion. Um, and I, I wonder if Cole is just going to get another shot or if he's going through all this as he works his way back up the rankings. I guess it's possible. I, I think Cole will get another shot because I think they want to push the, um, Young Bucks turning face storyline. Um, I think that's the inevitably going to happen i feel like they could do that without another title match per se like bucks just come to the rescue at a point that's not the t like maybe like they're like he's beating him up backstage or something you know um but then again thunder rose is getting another title shot right after one at revolution so who knows at this point um, so then we get Brian Danielson and John Moxley versus the Work Horsemen. Yes. Um, try that again. Losing shit. Um, so Moxley flattens, um, Katie Drake, right? Yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I'm blanking on that. Um, I, I only use initials in this, so... <laughs> Oxley flattens Drake and gets Danielson in. The Drake ends up shoving Danielson into the corner, gets Henry in. Um, after several strikes to the spine of Anthony, Oxley gets in, like, very stiff hits to Henry. Um way that you're like oh they agreed on this earlier i'm sure um danielson ends up getting back in with some more strikes and a snapmare uh he gets a really pretty surfboard submission on 
Henry after getting Moxley, and Moxley bites Henry's head while doing it. Because we love a good tag team tandem maneuver. Uh, yes. Uh, ends up spiking Henry. Henry gets a few kicks in on Mox and a drop kick um, before getting JD in. He tries chopping Moxley, but he just gets slapped and then hit with a nasty lariat. Um, Moxley takes Henry off the apron, gets Danielson in, dives out onto Henry. Um, then Danielson gets his flying knee, which apparently we have learned is the Bazyko knee. Mm-hmm. Sounds sort of like psycho, but not quite, and not spelled anything like it. Um, eventually, we get a paradigm shift to Henry on the floor ringside, and then Danielson stomps on Dave uh, Drake um, before the label lock gets cinched in. Uh, Drake taps, and people uh, just look so fucking happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um also to to add on to uh, Hangman and Dante real quick. I do think that um Hangman kind of did need a match where he's not struggling cuz he's struggled with every title match he's had. I guess that is a fair point. Um and he's needed help in like every almost everyone. Um I do like this, like, little... Oh, no, I'm, I won't get into it yet, because it's not happened yet. Sorry, never mind. Okay. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but, yeah. Um. So, William Regal then gets on the mic with uh, Tony Schiavone, and he says, 29 years since I've been on TV with Tony. Time is flying by. It won't be that long until my wife is rolling me to... <laughs> rolling me to... What do you say? Rolling me to the what? The sunning window. The sunning window. Okay. Uh, you sun yourself. Let me try and do a regal voice. <clears throat> oh god, oh dear. I see you haven't found a decent tailor, Tony. This is the first time when I actually get to thank you on camera. 29 years ago, when I came here, you helped me. You were one of the first people that really helped me. And he's like, he's legit like tearing up saying this. Uh, enough of being nice. Time is ticking by. Obviously, I am no longer required at my old job. Damn. Damn. I have checked out of this industry. Then somebody told me my friend Danielson had mentioned me on Dynamite. It piqued my interest. Then I had to watch and found out my greatest friend is going to fight John Moxley. Some of you, probably a lot of you, the only reason you know me is because of this young man. Every time his name is mentioned, my name got mentioned with him. What I will do is when someone wants to work hard is to make them a better professional wrestler. I will sit this man and tell him everything, what not to do. Uh, he is the perfect wrestler. Then, when there was a time when we would train in the ring with a group of people and he would stay with me from 3pm until past midnight. Then I sent you to different places. But that doesn't matter. Then 11 years ago I met you, Moxley. For you, the psychological problems we put on each other would make the devil cry. Then, you two came together and you did, did it the right way, in the ring. The perfect wrestler and the perfect sadistic. 
person who will take it to a whole another level. Just a warning to everyone, to every person that steps in the ring. You will not like the outcome. You'll either step up or you'll get stepped on. This is going to be fun. What's going on with Tony and Willie Reeg? What is there? <laughs> hey, he like, he like stroked his chest a little bit. <laughs> Called him sweetheart, and I was like... Uh, I wonder. I wonder how soon. Because now that we've got this set up, and now that AEW isn't too worried about flooding with talent, because they've now got Ring of Honor. I wonder if we would get another addition to this little this little team, this little group, in Mr. Cesaro, who gave uh, William Regal his last match. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Either him or Samoa Joe, but I don't think Samoa Joe is going to wrestle. I think Joe could come back for Ring of Honor, but like in like a managerial hanging out capacity. Yeah. Mostly because I don't want Joe to come back to wrestling right now because I I worry about him. Even though I don't think he was ever injured, injured. I think he had COVID. He said that's why he had to get rid of the title. No, his his injury was flaring up again. That's what was said. Oh. I, um. Oh wait, no, no, you no, you're right because that came up pretty recently. Yeah, so that he gave up the title because he got COVID, and then he also said to Vince, like, I don't think that this is right. Like, this yeah. isn't working. Yeah. Um, Mariam said Regal's team versus the Foundation when Imagine Cesaro, Mox, and Danielson versus uh, uh, Gresham. That would be a spicy fucking match. Rhett Titus, Tracy. Oh, I was thinking Josh Woods and, and Tracy. Or maybe Josh Woods and, and Rhett Titus. That would be pretty spicy. Match. We need Cesaro to join this team, though. I I wasn't I wasn't all I wasn't at all for Cesaro going to AEW. Now now that we've got this team, I'm not. But also, I just want to see him again. Yeah. Even even if he doesn't go to AEW, I'd love for him to show up at AEW. No, I think he just had a child, so I don't think we're gonna see him for like a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody having fucking kids. I don't think he. Wrestling. I don't like. I don't think he like just like just just had it because I th it was it. a comment made offhanded. I forget who said it. Was it Drew McIntyre? Sure. Yeah, who just it said true. it offhand that like, he's a father. So. Um. But yeah, well, I, I, I personally I would love to see him in AEW just because of that to put him put him in the super team. Otherwise, New Japan, he, he's got to go to New Japan. Um. Oh, something I forgot to mention that I read this morning, um, regarding Ring of Honor. Apparently, oh, Drew said Drew said that he's got his new kid. So. Oh, okay, okay. Um. Just bought fresh from the store. He's got this uh, new child. <laughs> Sounds like he's, like he's talking about a new car. Um, but apparently, regarding Ring of Honor, 
uh, Ring of Honor employees were told not to expect uh, coming back and being rehired. Um, but the thing was, they weren't told that by Tony Khan, they were told that by Ring of Honor executives. Um, and it's, it's a reasonable thing to tell people that so they just, whether or not they get rehired, their expectations aren't high. Because it, it happens with any kind of acquisition. It's up in the air. Um, Alright, so then, going back to the episode. We have an interview with the Dark Order. Hangman walks in and he says, Sunday, I'm sorry man, my temper uh, uh, had the best of me. I'm sorry. Um, Evil Uno says, everything's okay. And John, uh, John Silver says, so who are you going to pick? I was thinking, let's mix it up a little bit. Alan Angel's not a J. Uh, Hangman said, actually, I just saw Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and I told them uh, it would be them. I feel like... I feel like we're going to run into a situation where either Hangman or Alex Reynolds leaves Dark Order. What do you think? I think that Reynolds and Silver are going to leave. I think it should be Hangman. Because he's a terrible friend. Like he Hangman's the worst friend. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, Literally, it's that's kind of the thing. I don't know. Not the thing that like annoys me about him because like I do love Hangman. Mm -hmm. He's a very complex character, and that's awesome. But Hangman's a shitty friend, and Hangman has been a shitty friend for a very long time. Like what? What person would be told that they're gonna have a a six man tag match, and your first thought wouldn't be to ask your your group members and also i mean in like literally the relationship between hangman and dark order has always been a dark order loves him hangman likes them it's always how it's been yeah yeah um I, it looks like things will change plus it, it might be for the better once the elite gets back together Sorry, there's like yelling outside. Yeah. Um, I just, I wouldn't be totally shocked if Reynolds and Silver are like, you know what, Adam's a lot nicer to us. I wouldn't be totally shocked on that front. Uh, I I feel like they would have him leave because they don't have any other problems with the rest of Dark Order. But everyone in Dark Order has a problem with Hangman. And it, it shows in, even in the BTE episodes. Um, but anyway, we then have a little filler match. One that was specifically said because the title match was too short. Oh. Um, sorry, I was just going to say, the thing I was going to say earlier was... um, I do love that like they are... Because I, I didn't notice Hangman shove Reynolds. Mm -hmm. I love that Reynolds is acting pissy about it. Yeah. 
I was kind of worried that, like, oh, it was just going to be something that was, like, kind of, like, shoved aside. Mm-hmm. Happy about it. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. We have Will Yuta versus Pack. The Bastard. Yeah. Um. What? Right, this noise is, like, fucking throwing me. Okay. I don't know. Our it, it might be the the baby downstairs. Um but if it's not then I'm worried. Um, um So Pax fucking around for a little while. Yuta hits him with a release German suplex. An inverted atomic drop to Pack and then a kick to the leg. Um eventually uh Pack hits Yuta with a deadlift bridging German suplex high up on the neck. Um, and then hits him with a superplex off the top rope into the brutalizer uh, for Pack to tap Yuta out. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then we had Red Dragon and the Bucks and Adam Cole. Cole says Sunday was not very good for us. Uh, and I think it was Nick that said no thanks to Red Dragon. Bunch of arguing ensues. And Cole says, please stop arguing. We're going to change everything in the six-man tag team next week. Uh, these two guys, the two guys I'm going to pick, live in your head 24-7. And then uh, Matt interrupts and he says, I told you, it was Hangman, we don't want to get involved. And Cole was like, I wasn't going to pick you, pick Red Dragon. This whole storyline, this whole Hangman, Cole... Everything storyline all revolves around friendship. Being a shitty friend. Cole Cole is actually a better friend than Hangman. Because Cole tries to get everyone involved. He tries to be the peacemaker. Cole is doing more than Hangman could ever imagine doing. Yeah. And you know what the thing is too? Is that like I kind of understand Cole being pissy with not like actually, you know what the thing is, is that like Cole was pissy with the Bucks during BTE. Mm-hmm. And he had every right to because he expected them to act a certain way and they didn't. And he didn't even do it in a shitty way. He was just like, listen, your support would have been a lot nicer to have had yeah. ringside than to not have had. Yeah. Um, then for them to be like, just completely fucking be like, oh, you know, we know that like we're obviously the first choice. Like, red dragon are like they're the best buddies yeah and um part of me wants to think that the reason cole hates Paige so much is because of of a shitty friendship but i don't know how true that is now how does jay white fit in is he the shitty friend or is he the mistress we'll find out uh, we then get a heartbreaking FTR interview um, where Dax says, Pro wrestling was my first love until I married my wife and my baby was born. I told my baby to stand up for what she believes in. So that's what we do. That's what we're going to do against Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. Um, Tully says, No, Dax, we agreed to go for the world champ, for the tag team championships. Dax says, I need to do this for my family. And then Cash says, this is family, and you're not family. You're fired. 
Now what the fuck happens to Tully? <laughs> it's Tully. What, what what does he do now? Um, what you didn't see was the camera cut away as um, FTR left, and Arn was standing back there just like. <laughs> camera just pans over. Yeah, him, him, and him and Arn should definitely fight. Um. But <laughs> I don't know. Hot free agent, Tully Blanchard. Um. So then, we get the AHFO emergency meeting. Matt Hardy says he wants to make amends and make things right. He says, you wanted to fire me from the company I started. Um, Andrade says, take it easy. What happened to your suit? Uh, I mean, Matt's wearing, you know, kind of semi-casual. Um, Matt said, I apologize for treating you poorly. Every time I put on a suit, I transport into an asshole. Uh, something you would understand. I just want to make this right. Andrade says, we'll take a vote. Um, Matt says, I don't know how good your arithmetic is because my kids, the private party, will never vote me out. Uh, so Andrade, thumbs up, votes yes. Uh, no, votes down for Matt to go out. Um, Jose, thumbs down. Uh, and then private party vote yes, keep him in, because they're behind him. Um, then you see that thumbs up quickly becomes a thumbs down. Butcher and the Blade also vote to keep to kick kick Matt out, and uh, everyone. Where's, where's Allie? Or the bunny. Ooh. <laughs> uh maybe she was maybe she was in the blades trench coat she had that mask on he was like she's just kind of under there like <laughs> i hope she comes back and she's like what the fuck happened while i was gone and then she joins penelope ford as a tag team well that would be awesome actually yeah and then uh kip Sabian comes back and they're they're a, a three person group. That'd be a lot of fun. Would be. All right. Um. So they all attack Matt. Andrade says, "I am the boss," and nails Matt with a big boot. Jose gets a chair, and then uh, people are expecting a certain someone to come out, and out comes Darby Allen and Sting. They're very slow with coming out though. Uh, the whole brawl breaks out, um, but then a certain dun 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 starts playing. Jeff Hardy comes dancing out as his brother is being beaten to shit. Jeff Hardy's just yeah. <laughs> you could tell if I I watched it back. You could tell that he very clearly wants to like make it like a thing, like a big entrance. But knows he needs to rush down there and help his brother. <laughs> uh, imagine Matt's just like getting beaten on. He sees his brother like out of the peripheral, and he's like, "The fucker!" Oh god. Uh, so Jeff Hardy gets in the ring and lays out everyone. Um. And then him and Matt have a stare down with Sting and Darby. So I have a feeling the AHFO 
or the I guess it's the AFO now uh, is is not feuding with Matt Hardy. It's just gone and done, uh, and it's going to be Hardy Boys or Sting and Darby, which would be really interesting, given Jeff's and Sting's the past. I really want a Jeff versus Sting match, and just because I like, and I don't know where they both stand on that. Yeah, but just to have that like kind of like closure of the incident, right? Would yeah. be really awesome. I think. Yeah. Um. So then we get an interview with Swerve, and Swerve looks like a million bucks in AEW. I, I don't know what it's happened. It's the AEW glow, dude. These guys like fucking leave WWE, and suddenly they're just like shiny again like but, jeff hardy looked fucking phenomenal today to be fair swerve looked like a million bucks in 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 terminus yeah his agent was already in talks <laughs> uh he says i'm hyped for this my debut in AEW. then tony niece walks in excuse me and he says everyone is so excited tony was going crazy he didn't do that for me. Uh, you don't have an opponent for Friday. Uh, I think it'd be perfect if the premier athlete was your opponent. Uh, Swerve says, let's revisit our Friday nights on Rampage. This ain't Nice's house, it's Swerve's house. And Friday night's referencing 205 Live. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Get Buddy involved too. Are there any other 205 Live people? There would be Brian Kedrick. Um, could bring Ari Devari back. A little Room. hangout set. Get a Kota Ibushi in there. <laughs> no, Kota needs to rest. <laughs> um. All right. So, oh, um, Leo Rush, get him too. Although I don't know if Leo Rush is ever returning to AEW. Yeah, I don't think he is. So then we get an interview with Wardlow. And he says, We all have to come to a moment where we decide, are we going to spend our lives accomplishing someone else's dreams or take that step and fulfill our own? He was talking. He was like, like, fucking inspirational in this. Amazing talker. Inspiring. God, this guy's been hiding behind MJF this whole time. Um, before Max, I helped other people build their dreams. I thought my opportunity with Max was to finally free the wild animal from the circus. I found myself spending my energy to make sure Max was fulfilling his energy. Or his dreams. I knew he wasn't a good person. You'll have to forgive me for associating with such trash. I grew up very poor and had to watch my mother struggle to raise myself and my two sisters. I knew I wanted to be a pro wrestler because it would... Provide my family with a better life. Max is my way of getting my foot in the door. I thank him for paying me. However, it doesn't matter how much you pay someone. It doesn't give you the right to disrespect them, threaten fam, threaten their family, or put your hands on them. Yes, I'm still under contract with Max. I just don't give a damn. I am no longer his bodyguard and no longer a member of the Pinnacle. I am finally free. Max, I hope you're as intelligent as you claim to be, and you release me from this contract. In return, I will wash my hands of you, and we will go our separate ways. I'd love to powerbomb Max until he can't move, 
but I refuse to waste another ounce of energy on him. We'll watch Max get everything coming to him. The only thing I care about is winning the TNT Championship. When that happens, I'm not stopping there. I want it all. So as of right now, I am letting everyone know uh, AEW is officially Wardlow's world. God, he's Wardlow. He just released a shirt, too. Really? Yeah, looks pretty nice. Okay. Uh, so then we get QT Marshall and Keith Lee. QT says, I want to welcome you to AEW, and I see why they call you Limitless. But we have a common enemy with Team Taz. Keith says, didn't Hook beat you up recently? And QT says, I know you have a problem with Stark, uh, Starks and Hobbs. Uh, the factory and QT have your back. And Keith says, I happen to have a very large back. I'm good. <laughs> God, we, I, I fucking want a Hobbs-Keith match. That would be insane. Yeah, that'd be you. <laughs> you men slapping me. Yeah. Alright, then we get Jurassic Express versus The Acclaimed for the AEW Tag Team titles. Yeah. Um, we start with Head Scissors to Caster and then a lovely little kip up, which I just. Jungle Boy kips up in like a way that, like, just. It seems like he was programmed to do it. Um, I don't understand. Uh, Luchasaurus then gets in. He chops Max, strikes him a couple times. Jungle Boy gets back in. Um, at this point, Luchasaurus slams Max Caster down. Jungle Boy dives off the top turnbuckle and then off of Luchasaurus's shoulders onto Caster. Um, however, he ends up going ringside and gets hit with a rolling elbow from Bowens. Um, we go to commercial break. When we come back, Luchasaurus is in. He hits a big boot to Caster and then alternating elbows to the acclaimed before double clotheslining both of them. Um, Jungle Boy then takes out... Um, he ends up having to take out both of the acclaimed ringside um, before loading Bowens back in. Luchasaurus drives him face first into the mat. Um, Jungle Boy then goes for his little hop, skip, and a jump off the ropes. But Max wiggles the ropes, saving Bowens. Um, Bowens then strikes the shit out of Jungle Boy. Um, they hit the mic drop. It doesn't really work. Bowens goes to use the boombox, but Luchasaurus stops him. Then Caster. Um, Ends up keeping Luchasaurus back. Um, then in the ring to Jungle Boy, we get like a, as Excalibur called it, combination bomb. Mm -hmm. Just a kind of poorly executed tag team maneuver. Um, it looked kind of fucked up. Like it looked like Bowens dropped uh, Jungle Boy before he was supposed to. Christian um, then pulls Max Caster from the ring to keep him from interfering. Luchasaurus clotheslines him. Get a flying clothesline, you know, the typical Jungle Express. Um, I think it is the Jungle Express, actually. What am I fucking talking about? Um, the Jungle Express to win. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, then we get a promo from Jade Cargill. She says, who's next? Mark Sterling says, you've beaten everyone. The next is 30-0 undefeated. Uh, Jade says, who wants to step up and receive my beautiful kiss of death? entirety of uh wrestling twitter is going to horny jail including you liz so 
then we get Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa for to face uh, Britt Baker next week for the Women's World Championship. Yeah. Um, Thunder Rosa comes out in the same gear that she wore to Revolution, which I always think is kind of funny because it's just like, I've, I wore this, I lost, I am now going to get my money's worth. Yeah. Um, we get some arm drags to Layla and a dropkick. Layla ends up loading Rosa over and, uh, like, by loading her over, I mean that exactly the way I mean it. It's just kind of like a weird stomps on her. Rosa's arm is kind of hurting her, and you can tell she's holding it close to her chest. Um, we get a dropkick to the chest of Layla and then a northern light suplex. Um, Rosa goes up top, but Layla gets a vaguely successful German suplex off of the top buckle to Rosa. Um, and by vaguely successful, I mean, like, it just did not, there was no lift. Sort of like a fall. Um, Layla then goes up top. Thunder Rosa gets up, clubs her down. We get a superplex to Hirsch. Um, and then Layla goes to ringside. She goes for the turnbuckle, um, or the spare turnbuckle, rather. Um, but Red Velvet comes out, stops her. We get a front face lock to Hirsch, and then Hirsch hits a horrible takeover into the Jujikatami. Um, none of it works. Thunder Driver is hit. Thunder Rosa wins. Yeah, it was a pretty sloppy match. It was a really messy match. Um, and then uh, Thunder Rosa's like crying from happiness. She, she's so overjoyed. She knows she's winning next week. Like that. She knows. Yeah. She knows. Um, so next week's match will be, according to Tony Schiavone, in a steel cage. And Thunder's like, yes, I know I'm winning that. They can't touch me in a steel cage. Uh, so then we get a promo with Britt, Jamie, and Rebel. Britt says, why instead of going to the back of the line, you get an Eliminator match? This conspiracy shit lives on. Thunder, I'm happy you found a friend, but where's Mercedes? She won't be available anyway after Jamie finishes her on Rampage. I'm not afraid of you. What I'm afraid of is what happens to AEW if a carny like you wins the title. You get the pin at the lights out, but who truly won? And then, finally, we get Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. Yes. So, Sammy starts by tossing Scorpio into the steps. Um... Around this time, Ethan Page is calling Bryce a Nimrod. That was a very interesting little insult. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a big kick to the head of Scorpio, and then Sammy fucking looks at the camera. He goes up top, looks at the camera, goes, and then shooting star presses what he thinks is going to be Scorpio Sky on the table. It's not. Scorpio Sky is not on the table. Scorpio Sky's moved. Sammy just goes straight through the fucking thing. Fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, you, you gotta respect how much he wants to put his body through. <laughs> the dude's insane. Is He's got like a body of fucking metal. Um, apparently not eyes of fucking metal though because well, he uh, we, we don't got know. We don't know that he got something in his eye. He just went to check his eye. What? <laughs> Nothing, sorry. There's just an infant sobbing that I can hear through the floorboards. Huh. Um, um, 
Anyways. Uh, but yeah, so fucking straight through the table, solid ass hit. Good, good on him for landing. He, I mean, he landed nice and safe on that, that back. That was one of the cleanest table breaks I've ever seen. Yeah, shit was scored. Um, then Doc Samson comes out. Like we go to commercial. Doc Samson comes out. Ty comes out, just screaming bloody fucking murder. Um. Uh, Doc Samson puts on a good show of being like, oh, he's fucking injured. Uh. This is all through the commercial break. Yeah. Um, it's the commercial break, actually. Um, and then Sam is like, no, 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 no. I'm strong enough. I can come back. I, uh, and runs back to the ring. Um, and we get to, like, we, they're, they're just striking each other. Paige Van Zant's in the fucking front row. She and Ty start arguing because something about, I, I don't know, Paige said something about taking him home. And I was like, Paige, you can do better. So, Paige, aren't you married? Um, the point. Uh, we get a backbreaker to Sammy and then a chin lock on Sammy. Uh, Sammy throws a couple of shitty elbows to Scorpio before hitting like a sort of diving spear. Um, he goes for the cutter. He gets it, but he's too slow to cover. Um, he gets the GTH. He then says, "Oh, the GTH isn't enough, even though it's my fucking finisher." And does the shooting star press off of the fucking top of well, the... the... The the finish, I think Excalibur explained, didn't work because he was cradling those ribs for a little bit and didn't get the pin in time. He didn't immediately cover. Alright, well, one way or the other. He decides that next best option is to go up top, hit the shooting star press, right onto Scorpio Sky's knees. Um, which... Annihilates him. Uh, Scorpio hits the TKO to win, uh, which I was surprised by, and I was actually really excited by. Yeah, Scorpio 100% deserves it. And fun fact, he's the only wrestler in AEW to win both the TNT title and the tag team titles. Huh. Yeah, only one. Uh, yeah, again, he 100% deserves it. The dude is incredible. Um, and now we'll see how he fares against Wardlow next week. You think he's losing to Wardlow? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because what, what, what makes me doubt it is that we didn't see MJF at all this episode. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. MJF would gladly... Fuck with uh, Wardlow's match. Yeah, okay, I can see that actually. And then Wardlow ends up getting like a world title shot or another TNT title shot. Yeah, I was gonna say like a rematch. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our recap of the episode. Uh, let's talk about the bests of the night now. If you have a question for our questions part, please leave it in the chat now. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, and we'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at the live show, twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast, or on YouTube. Alright, so promo of the night. I gotta say, this one is tough. There were so many good promos tonight. There's so many good ones. Because you've got Eddie and Chris, you've got Wardlow got Matt Hardy um um 
There's an, uh, uh, William Regal. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Wardlow, Matt Hardy, um, Regal, and Eddie and Chris. I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of Matt Hardy. Just because that that promo was only really good because Jeff showed up. Right. So it's Wardlow, Regal, or um, Eddie and Chris. What do you think? Regal. Start crying. Yeah, he started crying, but... I kind of want to go with Eddie and Chris just because he shut Eddie sh quickly shut down that heckler. But then we did get War uh Hager's horrible power bomb, so. Yeah. Like Regal talked from the heart for like a solid like 5 minutes and I love that. Okay. We'll go with Regal. And he made two other men cry too. So. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll say Regal. Um All right. So, Let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. Let's see, let me give you three options. Three options. This is tough because there wasn't there weren't too many long matches today. Um hmm. I mean I Okay, I, I guess I have three. I mean, I know who I'd pick, but... You ready? You done mm -hmm. laughing yourself? Yeah, I've fucked up a little bit. Uh, Alright. So, Hangman Page, Dante Martin, or Sammy Guevara? There wasn't too much extended wrestling today, so... Slim pickings. Uh, I hate saying this. I do. I really do. Mm-hmm. It's Sammy. Hangman and Dante really didn't give us the full showing of what they normally can do. Yeah. Yeah. Most matches are pretty short. All right, you want to talk about match of the night? Yes, I do. All right, so first up... As as always, we go from worst match to the best match of the night, and then we'll talk about which one's the worst match. All right, the match of the night. Uh, so worst match, in my opinion, with a two out of ten, Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa. I love Thunder Rosa. I love Layla Hirsch, but this match was not good. It was sloppy. The whole turnbuckle bit is dumb. It wasn't good. It was not good. The turnbuckle looks too much like a wrench, so whenever she does it, I get, like, show flashbacks. I'm like, no. <laughs> Layla Hirsch for House of Torture. Fine. Probably. <laughs> Alright, next up, 3 out of 10, Brian Danielson and John Moxley versus the Work Horseman. It was a, it was a squash. It wasn't really much I don't remember a single spot besides the running knee at the end. Uh, next up, I'm gonna move this one up. 
All right. So next up, where was I? Uh, with a four out of ten, Jurassic Express versus the acclaimed. It was it was fine. There's nothing really memorable about it. Oh, I didn't like this match very much at all. Uh, next up, four out of ten, Wheel or Yuta versus Pack. It's fine. Uh, next, with a five out of ten, Dante Martin versus Luchasaurus. Or no, Dante Martin versus Hangman. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's booking dream matches out here. <laughs> this is not a dream match. <laughs> he said that. I was like, did I was like, did Dante Martin fight? I mean, I guess maybe that's like what they might be going towards. No, Dante Martin versus Hangman Page. I okay. thought it was kind of fun. It was like pretty fun. But it wasn't anything special. It wasn't wasn't long at all. Um, but my pick for match of the night. With a 6 out of 10. Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara. They told the story well. With the, with the broken ribs. And Scorpio deserved that win. Whatever. Fine. Fine. Alright. Well, that's that's our best of the night. Do you want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. Alright. Uh, Marion has a fun question in chat, but I'll leave the fun one for last. Um, let me just pull up YouTube. And again, if you want to ask us a question, join us at the live show twitch.tv forward slash a pinfall podcast or on YouTube. And leave a comment. Okay. Alright. I know we had a question on Twitter. I'll do that one first. Because I, I already have my answer for that. All good and ready. If I remember the question is. Um, so. Milam asked. Do you think factions have been beneficial to AEW, or does it just kind of swallow up the talent? I think that they've been really helpful. Um, yeah. it, it helps in that, like, I... I can't remember, like, the last time I really... Like, with, like, Jake Hager, for example. Like, I don't care about Jake Hager. But I remember times of seeing him, mm -hmm. because I remember you know, inner circle matches, and be, even if I don't see him, I'm like, oh, well, inner circle, I equate that to him, he may as well have been there, yeah. you know? No, horrible example, but still. I think that it does a lot for, like, especially because a lot of these wrestlers, like Butcher and Blade, like, they wrestle on Dark and Elevation and stuff like that. It makes sure I see them, even without having to book them for Dynamite, because AEW's roster is bloated as fuck. Yeah. I I 100% agree. We wouldn't be like we wouldn't be seeing Butcher and the Blade if it wasn't for uh AHFO. We wouldn't be seeing Alan Angels and um Colt Cabana or Anna J if it wasn't for Dark Order. We wouldn't be seeing Hager if it wasn't for Inner Circle or I guess now Jericho whatever the fuck. Um plus as Xavier Woods puts it most important thing in professional wrestling is friendship. 
you don't have good professional wrestling without friendship. And, uh, yeah. You have so much room for, like, breakups that actually matter and, like... Emotional moments. Storylines that count for something. Like, with the Dark Order almost breaking up. They didn't have to break up. They didn't even break up. Yeah. I mean, the whole storyline around Hangman and Cole is literally, very literally friendship. And who's the better friend? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I I think 100% um, they're beneficial. But more factions. Honestly, yeah. Everyone should be in a faction. Gang Wars. They should have a pay-per-view called Gang Wars or something like that. Or it's just faction versus faction. Like blood and guts, mm-hmm. but bigger. I see what you're saying. I like that idea. Tony, I'm on the phone. What in guts should be coming up pretty soon, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, Mariam asked, "Who do you think made the better theme songs, CFOS, Def Rebel, or Mikey Ruckus? Uh, and who would you want to have to do your theme music if you were a wrestler?" Mikey Ruckus, 100%, is better than both of them. CFOS is pretty good. I'd probably say Mikey Ruckus, CFOS, Def Rebel. Jeff Rebels made some shit songs. I honestly, I hate to say it, I've got to agree with you. I I do, I've got a sentimental spot for CFOS, I think. Mm-hmm. But Mickey Ruckus is just like, I don't know. I mean, the fact that he could put his songs, like he could perform his songs live, like they had a whole concert before Revolution performing walkouts i think that says a lot about his music i've listened to much more mikey ruckus songs than i have def rebel or cfos like just casually like uh yeah i used to commute to reach for the sky scorpio skies walkout um it he he puts on very good songs Yeah, I uh, I have to agree. I really like um, a lot of the Mikey Ruckus songs. I think um, I feel like also a lot of the songs really match the person that like they're made for yeah. in like a way that I think more so than anything else. Yeah. No, not like if you play me like an AW walkout, I'm gonna know whose it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we we've literally played this game before. We'd just be in the car. I'd put on some wrestler sl- themes, and you would tell me which one, which wrestler belonged to. And more often than not, the Def Rebel ones were the hardest to guess. Yeah. Um. Consistently. Yeah, and and Def Rebel has had some good ones. Like Roman's walkout is really good. Uh, the Fiend's walkout was great. Um, but then you have them. Re- Erasing a lot of great walkouts now, replacing with Def Rebel ones, they're so generic. But that could so be. So Def Rebel's the one right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Def Rebel. Um, let me pull up Def Rebel's Spotify and point out some of the more popular ones. So, as I already said, Def Rebel 
did Romans, uh, Seth's new one, uh, Bobby Lashley's new one, um, the RK Bro walkout, Biggie's new walkout. So there are some good ones in there, like Biggie, Bobby, Seth, Roman. Although Seth's is kind of toned down from his last one. And the RK Bro one is really just kind of a mashup. Yeah. Um, let's see his discography. Like he, he, Def Rebel does all of the NXT 2.0 songs. Um, but I'm a fan of like I, I'm a fan of Joe Gacy's. I'm a fan of um. Let's see, what are some other good ones here? Uh, King Woods's Walkout is really good. Um, trying to see. I can't remember if he did or if they did Damien's old walkout. Um, his original one. Um, let's see. I don't think so. Oh, yes, yes, Def Rebel did do Damien's. So, again, there's some good ones. But more often than not, I'll pick Mikey Ruckus over uh, the other two. Um, so, who would you have do your theme music if you were a wrestler? I said Mikey Ruckus. Undoubtedly. Yeah. yeah I bet he could, like, too. give me some, like, really nice, like... Like I, I I've made this comment before too. More than just you. Um I want like the classical like technical wrestler walkout. Which is very operatic, like very scary music, very like Imperium ish. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I feel like Mikey Ruckus could absolutely do something for me. Yeah. Yeah. If we're if we're opening it up to more than just these three, I want Poppy to do mine. Of course, you'd want Poppy. To do I've been so obsessed with Poppy. I listen to Poppy my entire. One of these days, commute. Mark's gonna like unzip his skin suit. It's gonna just be Triple H. <laughs> oh God, I wish. Actually, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't want those heart problems. I don't think you want the Vince problems either on a lesser level. True. Or those age problems. Um, Miriam agrees. She'd want Poppy to do hers too. Or um, Poppy or... Um, it's another good... Whenever I, whenever I try and think of like artists that I like, I suddenly... <laughs> cannot remember anyone well, I, I think like. it's hard to think of a i think it's hard to think of a rest wrestler i think it's hard to think of an artist that like you like that would also make a good walkout song for a wrestler yeah yeah i'm just gonna have taylor swift write the saddest fucking song she can possibly write and that's what i'm gonna use oh we have stormzy stormzy's make made some good intense songs um well wait let's see on my workout playlist do i have anybody on my workout playlist that i would trust Dude, honestly, I would just use the paint it black version that Ciara did. 
don't know what she was fucking doing when she went to the recording studio that day, but she was on something else, and I, I respect it entirely. There is also this one song that I've, like, been, like, obsessed with, where, like, half the lyrics are in Latin, and it goes, like, so hard. <laughs> so- I listened... It came on one time when I was working out, I was like, I don't know what she's saying, but sure. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. This is a tough question. Three people. If you had to pick one of these three people that you were forced to do your wrestling walkout, which one would you pick? 100 Gex. <laughs> King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> or Fallout Boy. Probably choose Fall Boy because I literally don't know who the second one is. And one time, Hundred Gex played on my fucking phone <laughs> while it was in my sister's car. They like, had like a Spotify radio open. It played on my phone. I was like, I checked the cord because I was like, is the cord fucked up? Like, did something go <laughs> but, like wrong? But that's good for a wrestling walkout because you have like the fiends, which is like all distorted. You got Alexa Blisses, which is all distorted. This was more than distorted. This was like. Something bad happened here. <laughs> I, like water fell on like the recording booth when they were like recording the song. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I'd probably pick Poppy. Alright. That's all the questions we got. Liz, would you like to close out this show? If you tune in tonight, thank you so much. And if you tune in the future, thank you so much. I love you. Happy St. Patrick's Day? I don't know. Um, please tune in tomorrow, well, where we'll talk about impact and the impact it has had on our days. Nice. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, we, we should say, unfortunately, um, Unfortunately, we will not be doing a weekend show this weekend. We've got a lot on our plate. We're shooting a short film on on Sunday. Uh, So we'll be busy with that all all Sunday evening. Um, And Saturday, we already have... We'll be busy that entire day. So this weekend, free of a weekend show. However, Monday, we'll be having our WrestleConquest pay-per-view in WWE 2K20, second-to-last pay-per-view before we wrap up uh, the season. Um, But yeah, Thursday, tomorrow will be our Impact post-show. And uh, Monday is the the pay-per-view. And then Tuesday is our regularly scheduled 2K20 stream. And that is the go home to WrestleMania. The second WrestleMania. The second to last show in 2K20. Then we'll be switching over to well, 2K22. Sure. Yeah. Well, unless I get them first. I would fucking cry, dude. You have no clue how much that would break my fucking heart. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to find out. By tuning in to our 2K20 and 22 streams when they come. Um, but again, Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, right here at twitch.tv forward slash pinfall podcast. Uh, if you want to catch up on our old stuff, 
YouTube, uh, Pinfall Podcast, and Spotify in the audio realm. Just search the Pinfall Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. And we'll see you all tomorrow. Impact Wrestling. Have a great night. We'll see you then.